재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, as most people know, the South Korea remains one of the largest exporters of overseas adoptions in the world, having sent about 200,000 children abroad over the past six decades. More and more of the adoptees have decided to return to Korea, looking for information about their past. Uh, according to government figures, though, uh, over the past three years, fewer than 15% of adoptees who asked to reunite with their parents were unable to do so. And to find out more about it and maybe also about how life is like for adoptees, especially on this Chuseok holiday, uh, give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us Kakao Talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus one. We have two special guests joining us. Uh, uh, they are currently residing in Korea, uh, Matt Bless, who's a chef here, and Lauren McCullough, who is an admissions consultant. Uh, thank you both for joining us. Uh, first, did I butcher your last names? Uh, Matt Blessy, but that, it's okay. Uh, it was like it. a 50-50 <laughs> call, but I, I got that wrong. All right, Matt Blessy and Lauren McCullough, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, maybe just both of you uh, briefly introduce yourselves, please. Yeah, um, thanks for having us. Uh, again, uh, my name is Matt Blessy. I'm a chef here in Seoul. I've been cooking for the past uh, two and a half years, three years. Uh, before that, I was a teacher for another two and a half years uh, in Seoul as well as uh, in Jeonju before that. So five years total. Yeah. Okay, great. Lauren? Yeah, thanks for having me here as well. Um, my name's Lauren McCullough. grew up in the Pacific Northwest, sort of Portland, Seattle area. And I've been living for the past two years in Korea Uh, originally came to do Korean language study and a birth search, and I'm currently working for um, college admissions consulting. And so, how many years has that been? Uh, just two years. Okay, over two years. Um, I, I've not been briefed on whether this is disclosable, but um, you guys know each other pretty well. I guess we can say, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've um, we've been dating for a, over a year. Yeah, yeah, a, a year and a, a few months. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's I suppose another perk of having come all the way here is um, finding each other through this, and and perhaps there are some benefits uh, for that with that shared uh, experience. This is Chuseok, and you guys uh, graciously. Uh, accepted our invitation to join us on this holiday. But typically, how do you spend a Seollal or Chuseok here in Korea? Lauren? Um, uh, it varies. <laughs> they, and so luckily in Seoul, there are somewhere in between about 300 and 400 returned adoptees living here mm-hmm. um, in a given year. And so there's a pretty good community of adoptees that we're sort of generally have friends and community in. So... Yeah, often spend it um, with other adoptees. So actually, just today we were um, at a guest house, um, sorry, a guest house <laughs> slash NGO called CoRoot, um, uh, spending Chuseok there. Yeah. Yeah. So th- they traditionally have a uh, kind of luncheon type thing every year, um, and it's just a chance for adoptees from um, right. you know different backgrounds and stuff to meet and get together. But um, I, I think in general, that's that's sort of I, I spend the holidays. Um, with adoptees and with other people who don't necessarily have uh, a place to call home here in Korea, who, who are right. you know separated from families th- th- through whatever means. So um, it's but, really more yeah. of a Thanksgiving type of situation rather than let's say the traditional chare or teza and like all these ancestral rice things. It's really more of a chance to get together. And I imagine it's a very close knit community. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think, like you said, right? Like, how do you worship your ancestors if you're not even necessarily connected to them, right? And so, um, it, it is much more, I think, about finding uh, shared experience mm. and 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 just uh, you know eating some good food, some good drinks. Well, that's actually a good segue time, yeah. to the next question, then, because uh, both of you originally did come. Uh, the reasons for coming was to try to find out more about your par- uh, biological parents. Is that correct? That's the case for me. I, I don't know if that's exactly the same for Matt. Uh, for myself, I, I was just kind of out of a job. And um, I had always had uh, an interest kind of lurking in the back of my mind in terms of coming to Korea. And it was just good timing. And Okay. Um, yeah. So for, for you, it wasn't necessarily, I, I have to find out who these people are. It was just more, I, I am originally from Korea and I, I have an opportunity to just come here and work here. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of a lot of friends just pushing me to go to Korea because they thought it would be good good for me. Um, it, you know, it, anytime you're in a new environment, an uncomfortable environment, it's challenging. You grow and uh, yeah, I, I like that. Well, that's, that's, that's one thing and I, I'm not sure how similar the experience is but I'm, I'm a Kyopo. I'm, I'm born in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, coming here to Korea, there are still huge cultural kind of adjustments you have to go through even for uh, anybody and and you're used to kind of a, a culture and a lifestyle that you've been born and raised with and then come to Korea and everything's kind of brand new what were there any kind of adjustments as far as being used to Korean culture or the Korean way of doing things when you first came here I think for me in the in the most um, superficial way possible. Yeah. <laughs> for me at first it was um, just constantly being surrounded by people. There's a certain amount of space you have, I think, when you're growing up um, in places like the Northwest, which are a little bit right. more rural, a little bit right. more expansive. And so going through the subways and having sort of a different conception of personal space, um, that was very challenging for me initially. It's not challenging anymore. You're like jostling with all the uh, ajumas and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting, getting elbowed as I'm walking onto the subway. It feels a little bit more normal. To okay, me so now. that really more is a geography type of thing because I imagine if you lived in Manhattan, yeah, you probably would have <laughs> yeah. too much You're, of it. Yeah, should, what about for yourself, Jeff? Um, I, I think uh, for me, when I originally came to Korea, um, I was very critical of the way that sort of American culture has permeated the world and I wanted to be, you know, a res- uh, respectful guest here. And the more that I sort of was politicized in what it meant to be an adoptee returning to a country that uh, sent me away uh, as a child, the more I, I, I started kind of reversing that idea of, um, you know, how do I adapt to culture here? How do I assimilate to culture here? And more thinking of, you know, what if the narrative is, is switched and how can, uh, you know, Korean culture adapt to adoptees and how can they benefit from uh the culture that we that we bring to as right right so it's it's more of a i guess the way changing your way of thinking maybe growing a little bit bigger chip on your shoulder and, and just saying look you know this is who i am and it's not necessarily something that i need to adhere to there are some changes that korean society can make and hopefully um people like yourselves can can lead that change right mm. Yeah, I mean, I think there's little ways that you can challenge people in kind of small everyday interactions that that are that are positive and that. that right. Yeah, we're going to continue the discussion uh, in more detail in part two of our special panel discussion on this Chuseok holiday.